neighbor, touch somebody and say, I'm going to do a little uh, uh, bishop here this morning. Touch somebody and say, neighbor, neighbor, get ready. Get ready to hear the word of the Lord this morning. Amen. God's got things in store. Listen, folks, I want you to come, start coming to church and expecting your God, your God to move. He's on the throne and expect Him to move. Amen. You expect Him to be with you all throughout the day. Amen. And so many of us, myself included, I go about all week and it seems like problem after problem after problem. And the only time I get rejuvenated is I come on Sundays and I get fed. But God is with us all week long and He will feed you all week long. Amen. You don't have to be down all week, but you can be ready. So get ready. Your God is on the move this morning. Amen. God is active. God is still upon the throne. God is not dead. Angels are still active in this atmosphere this morning. Amen. And what we have to do is position ourselves where God wants us. Amen. Because many of us have ourselves positioned where we want ourselves. Amen. And I guarantee you where you want to be is not where God wants you to be. Amen. So it's just, just the way it is. Where you want to be is not where God wants you to be. Okay? Most of us would... Let's be honest, Seth. You'd rather be home watching TV, right? Amen? Where you want to be is not where God wants you to be. Now, I'm not saying He wants you to be here listening to me. But God has a place that He wants you to be. Amen. God has a place and we have to find out where that place is. And when we find out where that place is, amen, you're going to see things begin to unfold before you. Things are going to begin to open up. Amen. Doors that have been closed are going to begin to open. Amen. Things are going to begin to shake loose. I keep going back to that reference of a shaking. There's a shaking that's coming. Amen. Bible says that the heaven and earth will be shaken. Amen. There's a shaking and coming. Amen. But even in the meantime, I'm not talking about Bible prophecy here. I'm talking about God wants to shake his people awake. Amen. And shake us to the place that he wants us to be. Now, in saying that, let's say this too. Uh, you don't have to. What's that girl's name, the singer that most people don't know, and the, the song is Shake It Off? Taylor Swift. There we go. Shake it off this morning. Amen? Amen? Most of, some of y'all might not have heard that song, but some of you have heard it. I want you to shake it off this morning. Shake it off. Amen. Whatever the problems of the world have tried to attach themselves to you, shake those problems off. Amen. So many people are dealing with anxiety. I'm going back to Brother Cotton. Brother, it, listen, we are where where does the devil try to attack you? In your mind. He comes after you. It, he will plant a seed in your mind, and then your mind will grab a hold of that, and your mind will begin to dwell on that. Amen. Your mind will be fixated with that. And God wants you to shake that thing off, shake loose of that thing, and be God. Jesus said, I, "Who he who has the Son is set free is free indeed. You are no longer bound. You, there's an old adage that how they train an elephant. They will take an elephant when it's very young, 
and they will tie a big heavy chain. They'll go out and drive a log post out there in the field somewhere and they'll take a big heavy chain and they'll chain that little elephant down. So he goes and he'll go and as far as that chain and he'll try to you know, work himself free and pull and pull and pull and pull until suddenly he knows just how far he can go and he'll stop. And then they go and they'll take that big heavy chain off and they'll take just a rope and attach it to that elephant's leg. But because that elephant has been conditioned and knows that it, I can only go this far and then I'm bound by a big old heavy chain and I can't go any further. And that's how it is with us, amen. We have been bound by the enemy by a big heavy chain for so long, amen. But Jesus come and set us free. But in our mind, we're still got that big heavy chain attached to us and we're still conditioned that we can only go so far, amen. But Jesus said, I have come and set you free, amen. You're no longer bound by those things, amen. You're no longer, they no longer have a hold on you. But you have to begin to break those 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 patterns and those thoughts, if you will. In the name of Jesus, I am no longer bound. I have been set free, amen. My old life is my old life, amen. And it doesn't have a hold on me anymore. And so, get ready this morning. And we're going to get into the Word of God real quickly. Everybody ready? Now you got quiet on me because now everybody's scared. (laughs) And I know you don't believe me. I'll say I try to get you out soon. I want to take you, this is something that we've talked about many times, but I want to take you back to it today because I believe this is where the Lord would have us go to today. There's three things. If you can get out to Bible school, our Bible study, Sunday school, uh, we start at 1030 in the uh, Sunday mornings. I encourage you to be out because you're going to probably hear some things that you haven't heard before. All right. We're going to talk about the, the uh, traditions, the Jewish traditions, wedding feast traditions. Okay. We're going to talk about prayer. A little bit and we're gonna we're gonna go back to Genesis chapter 6 and talk about that a little bit all right but folks I want you to begin to prepare your the return of the Lord is imminent is imminent is on its way is very close it is at the door all the signs are starting to point to the Bible being true that the Bible's accurate All the things that the Bible talked about are coming back into alignment. Amen. Everything that the Word said is beginning to be fulfilled. Amen. And we're about to see the return of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We're on the verge. We're on the brink. Amen. And so in the meantime, God wants His church to be active. God wants His church to be uh, full. God wants His church to be whole. Amen. God wants His church to not be lacking any good thing. Amen. You are the bride of of, uh, Jesus Christ. Amen. And as such, amen, you are entitled to certain privileges, certain honors. Amen. Now, I'm not talking about worldly honors. Amen. There's a reason why the enemy, Satan, wants wants to take out the church. Amen. He's envious of who you are this morning. 
He's envious of your position in Jesus Christ this morning. Amen. I want you to get a mental conception of that. That the enemy is envious of who you are. Amen. And he wants what you have. Amen. He wants what you have. Amen. He once stood. Amen. In the holy of holies or in the presence of the most high God. Leading the, uh, 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 the heavenly host and the music and praise and in worship of, of God. Amen. And he began to desire those things for himself. Amen. He said, I want, I, hey, this is not so bad. This wouldn't be too bad. I think I want to have the angels in heaven singing my name. Amen. And so he got a little envious and a little jealous of God. And he began to take, he wanted to take God's place. And God says, I ain't having none of that. I ain't putting up with that. You're a created being. Amen. You will not supersede me. You will not take my place. I am the God of gods. Amen. I am who I am. And you shall not replace me. But then he's seen what God had in store for man. You and me. And he says, man, he really loves them. He really loves that creation man. He loves them so much that he's going to send his only begotten son to die in their place that they might have what I wanted. And so the enemy is jealous and envious of what you have. You just don't realize what you got. This treasure is in earthen vessels. Yeah. You don't realize what you got. We sit around in ignorance. We sit around in despair. We sit around, listen, I'm right there with you. I, we sit around in, the, in our, our, our molly grubs and we never realize what we have, what our Father has given unto us. God wants you to be who he created you to be. God created you to be something, somebody. Now it's up to you to walk in that purpose. To walk out, to walk through that purpose. Amen. God didn't create you to be a loser. God didn't create you to be a doormat. God did not create you to be a stepping stone. God created you to walk in victory. God created you to be an overcomer. God created you to be the lender and not the borrower. God created you to be blessed coming in and to be blessed going out. Amen. God created you to be the head and not the tail. I want you to begin to understand your position in Christ. Not in who you are because we are nothing in and of ourselves. But if we are Christ, amen, then we are the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Got 15 minutes. Turn over to 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 6. I want to, this is something that we've taught on before, but I want to look at it again because I believe it's very important in the day in which we live, and I believe it's going to be important in the next few services that we have here. Amen. 
uh, going forward. I believe that God's about to do something. God is already moving by His Spirit. We all have heard about the revivals that are taking place in different parts of the country, amen. But not only different parts of the country, God is mo moving in different countries, amen. People are, 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 are coming to the salvation of Jesus Christ. And as the days progress, and I believe it, now we're down to literally going uh, instead of uh, how we used to count it, maybe by centuries and then, uh, you know, quarter centuries and then maybe decades. And now we're going almost week to week. Amen. It's an almost week to week thing. And pretty soon it'll be a day by day thing. Amen. Now, you understand what I'm saying when I talk about that, that a fulfillment of all things that used to go by centuries. Amen. Amen. It used to go by quarter centuries. Amen. And then it would go by decades and years. Amen. And now we're down. I, I literally, I think we're down to literally year by year, moving month to month and day by day events taking place. And so I want you to have an understanding of, uh, of we talked a little bit about this morning. Amen. And, and I, if for those of you that weren't here real quickly, for those that you, there were you were here this morning, just bear with me, all right? I'm not going to dwell on this very long. But there is a realm, amen. And as we go to God the Father, as you're sitting here this morning, and listen, if you feel like standing up and moving around, I do not care, amen. If you feel like standing up and throwing your hands up in at any time, I do not care. If you start getting sleepy there in the time I'm talking, and you say, man, I, I'm about ready to fall asleep, then get up and move around. Shake yourself, amen. Shake yourself, amen. Do something to wake yourself up, amen. You're sitting here thinking about what's on TV. Shake yourself and say, not today, <laughs> not today, amen. Shake yourself. If you got to get up, Sister Joe, I've seen you do it before. If you got to get up, and maybe I'm not, because I know you will do it, amen. <laughs> if you got to get up and run around the church to get the blood flowing, you get up and run around this church and get that blood flowing, Amen. Because, listen, I don't want you falling asleep. God doesn't want you falling asleep. Amen? So shake yourself. It ain't going to hurt my feelings to see you get up and begin to shake and move and praise God. Whatever it is that takes you to get up and move, then do it. Amen? But as we are going to church this morning, amen, I want you to know here this morning, right now, right now, I believe this place is charged with the, with the atmosphere, a heavenly atmosphere this morning. You know, you sit there and say, well, I don't feel... It's not about what you feel. Too many of us rely on what we feel. We want to feel the presence of God. We want to feel goosebumps, amen. We want to feel something. But it's not about what you feel. Because you might not feel good this morning. When you got up, you might have not been feeling the best. Right? It's not about how you feel or if you get goosebumps any point in time during this message. It's about what God is doing. It's about what in reality is taking place. As I speak this morning, I know that God, once again, is seated upon His throne there in that courtroom this morning. I know that that's the, my God is seated upon that court in that courtroom, upon that throne, and over the book of Isaiah, His train is literally filling that temple this morning. I know this morning that my Savior, Jesus Christ, 
the one that rose again on the third day, the one that went to the cross in my place, took the stripes on my behalf, whose blood was shed for the remission of my sin, amen, that was the firstborn of the dead, amen, on that third day. And he took the first fruits up into the throne room, the courtroom of the Most High God when he went up to that, uh, when he ascended up to the Father. He took the first fruits with him, amen. He's now seated right there on, right there at the right hand of the Father making intercession for me right now I know this morning as I'm speaking that the 24 elders whoever they are whoever they are are now circling and circling that throne this morning and I know that there's holy angels Filling that throne room and the entire area of heaven this morning. Along, I believe, with those that have preceded us in death. Okay? Anybody with me? Got ten minutes. There's activity right now in a realm that you cannot see. Everybody with me? Paul says whether I was dreaming or whether I was in a vision, I cannot say. But I know that I was taken up to the third heaven. I don't know if I was awake. I don't know if I was dreaming. But I certainly was taken someplace that I've never been before. And there's activity going on up there. Day and night, because there's no concept of time in heaven. There's no day, there's no night, there's no 24 hours in a day. There's no 365 days in a year, amen. There's not even a, 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 any concept of a year, because there's no time in heaven. Now, our minds cannot comprehend that, because we are governed by time. We're gov That's the one thing that we all seek is more time. People talk about money, 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 but then they get to the end of their life, they want more time. Forget the money. I'll give all that I have away. Just give me more time. All my riches I'll give. Just give me more time. the one thing that we have no control over we have no control over time but God does he created time I got to get to the word I want to take you let me I'm gonna I'm not gonna have time to finish this so I'm gonna take you to Genesis the book of Genesis real quick and laugh 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 <laughs> I want to take you to, to, to Genesis chapter 28. I want to, and, and then we'll, we'll kind of paraphrase the rest of these real quickly. Okay? I want to take you to Genesis chapter 28. I want you to have an idea of, of what's taking place right now here this morning.
that what takes place in our, in, for us, for us, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, morning, noon, and night. What's taking place for us, okay? I want you to have enough, because we, we are, are governed by time. Our concept is time. And so what I want you to have an understanding on is what's taking place all throughout our day, all throughout your lifetime, a little bit of what's taking place, okay? Even here right now, you're sitting there wishing, wishing I would shut up so you can go on about your day. But even here right now, what's taking place in, in an area that you cannot see, you cannot touch, you cannot feel it, you can't hear it. Sometimes God will unlock a door Right, Pastor, to where you, where you get a presence or where you get a glimpse of what's going on behind the scenes. I know you've experienced that, where you've seen an angel, literal angel, come in. Others have experienced that, well, God, where God will unlock a door and you'll get a glimpse of what's going on behind the scenes, so to speak. And your mind can't comprehend it fully but you have a little bit of understanding of what's happening behind the scene. The veil, so to speak, is pulled back. And you get a glimpse of what's taking place behind that veil. See, things are, things are happening behind the veil right now. We're gathered here this morning. There's things happening behind the veil as we are gathered here. You don't see it. You don't feel it. You don't hear it. But there's things happening behind the veil this morning. Genesis chapter 8, we're going to begin in verse 10. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went to Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on earth, and its top reached to heaven and there the angels of God were ascending and descending upon it I want you to kind of get a grasp of this Jacob went to a place he had left Beersheba and went to a place Haran and the sun was starting to set and he says I've got to set up camp for the night he took a stone and laid it there and he began he laid down on that stone and as he drifted off to sleep, as he drifted off to sleep, the Bible says he dreamed. Now we could go to the book of Joel, and the Bible says in the book of Joel that God in the last days is going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Amen. And, and uh, they're, they're going to dream dreams, and they're going to see visions. Amen. So expect God to begin to speak to you in dreams and even in visions. And you might not have an understanding. One thing, let me say this. If you don't get anything else from this, I want you to listen to me very carefully on this point. If you get a dream that you don't understand, I really don't dream a whole lot. There's been a few dreams that I will say specifically were God-related, that I know were God-related. Okay? If you have a dream that you don't understand, I want you to put a pen and a paper beside your bed. And when you wake up, I want you to write that down. Okay? And I want you to take that before the Lord. And I want you to pray about it. 
and see what the Holy Spirit would give you on that. Because I believe in these days that we're living in, God's going to begin to speak to His people in dreams and in visions. Everybody with me? So just take and, and, and write it down. Because what happens, what happens is you have a dream and you, you wake up. Everybody's done this. You wake up. Some dreams are disconcerting. They're, 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 they, they wake up and they really, they're bothersome. Amen. Some people have nightmares and stuff like that. But what I'm telling you is you have a dream and, and you're not sure what this dream is. Write it down because through the day you're going to forget that dream. How many of you have had a dream and, and then you've went on about your daily routine and then you think about that some point in the day and you're trying to recall that dream? And by that time, aspects of that dream you can no longer recall. Everybody with me? You understand what I'm saying? So if you have a dream and you're not sure, I encourage you to write it down when you wake up. And then I want you to pray about it, take it before the Lord and ask God, God, is this from you or is this just a dream? And see what the Lord will give you. All right? Now, continue on. Got three minutes. Well, according to my watch, I've got six minutes. So <laughs> then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on earth, and its top reached to heaven, and there were angels of God, and there the angels of God were ascending and descending upon it. So Jacob fell asleep and he seen this ladder going from heaven to earth or from earth to heaven. And he began to see the angels of the Lord going up and down on that ladder. Up and down on that ladder. Those that were on the earth were going up. Those that were up in heaven were coming down. Right? Only makes sense. Right? So he was seeing angels, and behold, verse 13, Behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham your father and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and your descendants. Now, I'm, I'm not going to get on further than this. I want to stop right there with this. But I want you to understand that there is a realm that you cannot see. Jacob seen a ladder. It was angels were going up and they were coming down. Back and forth. Up and down. Okay? If you go to the book of 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 6, you will see Elijah sitting on a mountaintop. And the Assyrian army was surrounding him. Now I don't have time to go there. But the Syrian army had surrounded him. So it was Elisha and his servant were on this mountaintop. And Elisha's just chilling. He got no worries. Checking out what's happening down below. Sees the army of the Assyrian army all gathered around him, coming after him. Elisha's just kicked back. Not a care in the world. Servants freaking out. Dude, you better wake up. There's something happening down there. This place is filling up quick. And they're all after us. And how much longer before they decide we're up here on this mountain and they're going to come get us? 
And the Bible says Elisha prayed. Now, I'm, I'm cutting this way down. I encourage you to go there and read it. That Elisha prayed a simple prayer. Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Open his eyes that he may see. And the servant that was freaking out suddenly turned around. And the whole mountain range. I want you to picture the Rocky Mountains or something. The whole mountain range. Maybe not quite that big. We're talking about Israel. But the whole mountain range behind him was filled with angels in chariots of fire. I want you to get this because it's over in 2 Kings chapter 6. The whole mountain range was filled behind them with angels. I can only, the, 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 you have to understand, I believe there's, there's different angels for different, uh, different missions. I believe that there's warring angels. I believe that there's ministering angels. I am messengers. I believe there's guardian angels. All right. I believe this was a whole host of warring angels with swords stuck in scabbards or drawn. And the horses, the angels, the fire chariots of fire, and the horses just rearing up and fire lighting all up around them. And suddenly that servant said, you know what? Okay, doesn't bother me so bad now. What I'm trying, my point in telling you this is there's a realm that you're not seeing right now. Even as we are here this morning, there is a host of angels in this place. Not only is there a host of angels in this place, but the Holy Spirit Himself is in this place. God word, God's Word says that where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. Amen. There is the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. You're not getting chill bumps. You don't feel anything. You can't reach out and touch Him. But I guarantee you He is here in this place this morning. And He's watching over this Word. Amen. And He's watching how I'm presenting this Word. Amen. So I'm not only accountable to you, but I'm accountable to the Holy Spirit spirit on what I am saying unto you this morning amen that I have to give an account to the to the judge to the king of kings amen to the Lord God that's sitting upon the throne from for the very message that I'm giving unto you right now amen but the Holy Spirit is in this place this morning and he's moving and if you will allow God, there's an anointing that will fall on this place anytime we're gathered in this place. Anytime we're gathered in this place, I believe the angels are ascending and descending from the courts of heaven down to where we are. That when we pray this when we prayed this morning, I believe that the angels were descending from the very throne room of God, going on assignment as we prayed, as we come into agreement and we prayed for the needs this morning. That the very angels that are there in the throne room of God had been have been sent on a mission. 
I believe the hand of God is so ever present in this place this morning, amen, that whatever you have need of, all you have to do is ask. And it shall be done. We have a lack of understanding. We have a lack of faith. We have issues that we have to deal with and get corrected and the only way we can deal with them and correct them is through the word of God and seeking God and asking God the Holy Spirit is our teacher the word says that he will lead us in all truth and so I encourage you to begin to seek out the Holy Spirit and say teach me what I need to know lead me where you want me to go. But I want to leave you this morning. I, 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 we didn't get very far, but I did promise to get you guys gone. We might come back to this at some point. But there are angels that are moving in this place this morning. You can't see it. You can't feel it. But they're here. But more importantly than the angels, the angels are good, huh, Pastor? It's, it's comforting sometimes. It's reassuring sometimes. But more importantly, the Holy Spirit of the living God is in this place this morning. I'm trying to get you guys to think beyond your normal thinking, if you will. Makes no sense for anyone to step out of a boat and try to walk on water. Logically speaking, it is impossible. The law of gravity itself says it cannot happen. Right? You've known that since you were a child. That you can dive in the water. You can tread the water. You can swim and keep afloat on the water. But you cannot walk on water. Ask any kid. Right? So what made Peter think that he could defy the physical laws? at least 11 other guys in that boat at least and, and Peter said Lord if it's you bid me come Lord if, if it's if that's you tell me to come and I'll come 
I won't think about the law of gravity. I won't think about nothing else. But if it's you, just tell me to come. The Bible says Jesus told him, Come on, Peter. And Peter stepped out of that boat and he began to walk on the water. Defied all the laws of gravity, all the law, physical laws that are applied to us. Defied every one of those laws. And he began to walk on that water. Now we know what happened to Peter. Sometimes we focus more on what happened than actually getting out of the boat. There was a time in a battle years ago when the sun literally, literally stood still. God literally stopped time. Literally stopped time. The sun did not move. He held it in its place so that Israel could achieve the victory. Time before that, when the children of Israel had come and the great sea is before them, And God literally pushed apart the waters. And his people went across on dry ground. You serve a God that is beyond anything. Your mind can't even begin to comprehend. God is in this place this morning. And when you leave here this morning, I want you to go with an understanding that my God goes before me. My God is on my side. My God loves me. And He cares for me. And wants the best for me. In his name, one of his names is Jehovah Jireh. And he's already made provision for the need that I have today and the need that I'm going to have tomorrow and the need I'm going to have next week because that is who he is. So I determine in my soul, my spirit, in myself, in my mind, that I'm not going to worry about tomorrow because God's already got it taken care of. He already has it taken care of. So I'm going to trust Him. Let's all stand. I want you to have a vision. When I say vision, I want you to have an understanding. that things are transpiring in the throne room of God right now. Things are happening. The one who intercedes for you right now is interceding for you. 
And you ask me how he can do it, and I can't give you an explanation of how he intercedes for all of us at the same time. But he's making intercession for you and for me and for everybody that would call upon his name. And the angels in that realm this morning are moving. The Bible says that the angels hearken at the spoken word of God. You want to get somebody's attention, speak the word of God. Amen. Hey, I guarantee you, speak the word of God and you're going to get a response. It might be good. It might be bad. But I promise you, you're going to get a response.